up by this joint. All right, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, and can you chew woo-woo on season two? Testing, testing, one, two, testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, four, five, six, pick up sticks, and pick up your mind, and watch this damn vaccine. Testing, one, two. Three. Testing, one, two. Testing, one, three. You didn't bring a cup, did you? Um, I bet you I did not. All right, so, so I have call-ins and stuff on this computer. I'm on this computer. Line, you in hot water, that's so old, 
Niggas got clips like Hulu. Hulu back then, I would have a big bright red flag right side of my football. We fly whole gang with us. My side just trained to bust. My guy full bangers up. Tough line, no taming us. My side just dangerous. This gang, gang, gang. So old. Wear bright red like Musho. Just bought a big bright red cloth. Make a nigga look like a big pyro. Go roll. Whoa, so whoa. They let the animals in the Zolo. You don't want me to get your name. Hit the stake in the game. Had a blast on your noodle like Bodo. Whoa, pyro. Burgundy paint on my coat. Gang outside, but I ride through. Little brush, chuck peas up to the hot nose. Hola. Had to get the fuck off for the old block. I gotta go to a spot where there's no cops. Body be dropping, just making it so hot. Whoa, spark it. All riverbanks, no coffins. Last nigga try me gang in the vein, they did that boy so awful, yeah. Gave them joy whole heart of yeah. Take your block, whole guard of yeah. Hit your head close hard of yeah. Bitch, I beg your party, yeah. Gang, 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 motherfucker, gang, nigga. Thought he was getting old. Last time I heard, they ain't seen him since he left his house on Minnesota. Cops ain't got no lead. Mama praying for him, hope it's getting closer. Thought about putting my autograph on the missing post of this. So awesome. Wear bright red like Musso. Just bought a big bright red cloth, make a nigga look like a big pyro. Go roll. Whoa, so whoa. Then let the animals in the Zolo. You don't want me to get saved, hit the same, get the game. Had a blast on your noodle like Bodo. Whoa. This is the great Ubari Sand Sea in the heart of the Sahara. But the birds need to be careful, for the sun has played a terrible trick. This oasis is poisonous. Right here is where I go black. And I have no idea how to go back. I'm from the east, location most hated. Smoke fragrance, bunch of young niggas with old faces, uh, soul takers, we sold blazers, no donations, cause they was buying old Laker, uh, yellow tape, got the road vacant, I shot him through the desert in the water, always, I'm not a rich nigga or a big spender, I'm a ditch sticker, leave your body floating in the piss river, get this figure, the lick hitter, sick trigger, Sticking out the whip like an antenna. Keep it a G. Uh, I got to keep it street. They already knew. I thought I'd be the street. Here's a beat. Niggas are waiting to see the beat. Here for keep. I don't do none of that internet beat. Nigga, we just gonna meet, we meet. Then we meet and you don't want to fight with me. You're all of a sudden not with beef. You see this Glock 19 in my fucking boxer briefs and now you're fucking copping, please. I took my shirt off and showed my taco meat for nothing. I wanted to fight. That boy right there too restless. That boy right there too reckless. That boy fight fuck holes, touch the old bruck hole. Yep, you guessed it. I can show you how to up your pressure. Big bro got a couple methods. Had a best sex, stress less, let go, set goes, run through checklists. Back built like double decker. Shotgun with a custom catcher. Slid down with a bird on me. Can't really want to ruffle feathers. Loud mouth, calm down, bow down, bow down, humble gesture. Who the fuck you testing? Niggas two black eyes like Uncle Festa locking in his mouth. We try talking this shit out. One more to rules, what's on your mind? What's all of this about? Carbon with the snout, revolver to a scout, spin off, that's a raven just with the Corey in the house. I'm talking in the mouth, what's with all the latest vibes? My friends hating on me, I ain't all the way surprised. 
My homie looked me in my face and saw that me with lies. Envy right across from me, Charlamagne the guy. They walk away with pride, I wanna talk and they decline. Niggas don't fuck with me, I can't offer wasted time. Meanwhile, I'm in Miami watching the saw the play LeBron. Just left dinner with CeeLo drinking carbonated wine. I'm from the east, no faking, cold cases, you won't make it. Double blunt spinning in rotation, uh. Yellow tape got the road vacant. I shot him through the desert in the water, oh, eight. I'm not a rich nigga or a big spender. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that. A.K.A. Mr. Slap, your great, 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 great grandmother. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host. Everybody, what's up? It's your boy, Mr. Grantastic, A.K.A. Smooth Criminal, A.K.A. Negro Suave, A.K.A. Can you chew woo-woo in season two? And we're also here with the lovely... Um, <clears throat> Quiet storm. Mm-hmm. Succulent ribs and back rubs. Succulent and baby oil. And ba- yes, I like the baby oil. Okay, that's I ain't talk to the people. Hi. Internal audience back. Like he said. I had a fan hit me up on Instagram and say they were upset you wasn't on last <gasps> week's show. Oh my gosh, I have a fan. I love it. Yeah, and I, I don't know if he's a. 500 pound dude sitting in a wheelchair and a gamer all day, but I mean, at least somebody yeah. noticed this guy. That's all up. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know, my niggas. Um, we're back for another week. This week has been very interesting. <laughs> Say the least. Very interesting. Oh, yes. Indeed. Um, a lot of things has happened even today. Shout out to my other big bro, Buck, man. Doing big things, fulfilling big dreams. Um, yeah, so anyway, moving along, uh, I do have books in business. I do have some books that I want y'all non-reading niggas to get. And I'm going to start with a new one that I haven't introduced to True Radio yet. And it's called Racist Logic. Um, You can get this book from www.unitedblackbooks.org. They have books, movies, news, history, etc. That is actually where I get 90% of my PDFs from. Um, They also, but you can also purchase the paperback versions of books if you want to. That way you're not just stuck to just PDF because sometimes reading PDF throws me off. Yeah, not for real. I need mm-hmm. uh, paperback. Um, but yeah, get that book. It's It breaks down white logic for racism in the market areas, drugs, and sex. You're, and it's not just one author, so you're going to love it. It's, it's a very good book. I don't want to give too much about these books because there will be no reason for them to buy it if I tell them. About the That's book. also facts. Moving on, cultural genocide and the Black and African Studies curriculum. Hmm. You definitely want to get this by one of our great ancestors, 
a great elder in the community, uh, Dr. Yusuf Ben. I'm not going to attempt to say the other part of his last name. But anyway, he's um, this guy was doing work when Malcolm X was alive. Mm. I mean, he's dead now, but, you know, he was doing work then, and um, even Malcolm X paid homage and respect to him. He was a young man. You're like a young man when Malcolm ran into him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this dude, his historical knowledge of the continent of Africa and how we circumnavigated the world and people act like we didn't. Because um, how can they have maps to know where to go if, never mind. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So please cop that book. That's at the same website that I said before. Please go get it. Another book I want you to read is Africans and Native Americans, The Language of Race and the Evolution of Red-Black Peoples. <sighs> please, 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 please get this book. If you want to know how Native Americans established their civilizations and who they were trading with, why they were rich, and how they knew about weaponry, because they wasn't just a bunch of feather-wearing people that had spears and that's all whitewashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were very rich and very civilized. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were trading with people, and they were actually the offsprings of um, a certain people group on the continent of Mesopotamia, which we call Africa. Um, they, the Mesopotamians, had mixed with some Arabs. Now, back in those times, Arabs, the word Arab literally means mixture. So it wasn't like you had white in you. It was just a mixture of whatever ethnicity you had at that moment. If you were an Ethiopian or a Hebrew or an Egyptian or whatever, if you mixed in that, you were considered an Arab. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so you'll, in this book, it also breaks down the history of how the Native American came to be and uh, their role in helping us with slave revolts Mm -hmm. that were successful um, and how the original American citizen written by white folks for uh, American citizenship was classified under Native American and that was brown, black, and red people. But people don't know that history. They just think that, um, yeah. Shout out to Thanksgiving, man. I can't. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. Girl. Okay. Um, there's a business I want you guys to help promote and help support. Cash Mob, do whatever, et cetera. It is tangible. Oh, snap. Tangibles events, D&D, and the everybody. CEO of Tangibles is sitting right across from me so he can talk about his own business. Oh, yeah. No, for real, y'all. <laughs> Tangible events at DMV. Um, currently, right now, we're getting ready to set up our summer of sip and paint. Um, so we'll let you guys know what that's going on. Currently, we're booking private events. So see us on Instagram, uh, tangible.events.dmv. Again, tangible.events.dmv. You can go there, DM us, and set up your private sip and paint we already got a couple books going on and Uh-oh. you definitely don't want to miss this experience y'all Uh-oh. 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 That is a, uh-oh. 
I was there for the first sip of paint. That joke was some hot monkey lava. lava. Okay, moving on. I feel like we haven't said that in a really long time. I know. You can introduce them, too. Okay, everyone. So our next business for our books of business is Only Unplugged. Okay, y'all. So this thing, this business right here is in the field of getting black folks into the wilderness, getting connected to nature, dealing with your mental health. Um, and the focus on that, especially to the black and brown communities. So they sell apparel to help get black folks ready for the outdoors because most likely it is your first time. Go ahead to shop only. Go ahead to onlypacks.com. We do initiatives in Chicago helping the homeless there as well. So make sure support and show your love and get connected, get unplugged. That's what I'm talking about. There's another book I want to promote by a special guest we had on the show that I felt like was great addition to the show, and I'm going to have her back on to the show. Penelope, Penelope Jean Hayes had wrote a book called The Move, mm-hmm. The Magic of Viral Energy, an ancient key to happiness, empowerment, and purpose. She's a very cool lady. I respect her work. Um, I like her work. Um, I like her lifestyle. Um, I like the way that she's not half-naked on Instagram because she is married and she shows support to her husband. I like the fact that her husband doesn't get jealous that she's a public figure and he's not. Mm -hmm. I just like the way that whole vibe just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I don't know her behind the scenes, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Moving on. Um, I bought it, so I'm excited to read it. You just bought it? I just bought it, yeah. Seriously? Yeah, because of your recommendation. Oh, stop. I could have had her autograph it for you. For real? Yes. Oh, I can return it. <laughs> <laughs> I like autographs. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Um, also, I am ZoeWilliams.com. Please support my big bro, my ace, my brother. Let us do the death, man. This guy is the person who introduced me to this, what we now classify as podcasting or internet. It was radio TV, radio NTV, or internet radio TV. or something we called it back in 2013. But anyway, shout out to Zoe Williams, man. Let us do the deaf. Um, big bro, doing big things still, even with all the uh, trials and tribulations he had to endure beginning of this year. He successfully stood his ground and did his thing. And if anyone takes this back to another specific individual and they got a problem, I don't care. Yeah, because I'm not just an internet dude. We can do that. Just saying. Just saying. Um, But also, Zoe has a book that I feel like you guys definitely need to get. Um, It is a very, very good book. Um. It is the Shrouded Lighthouse, um, and I'm not going to even attempt. I'm not going to even attempt to, um, you know, break this down for you guys. Um, but I will say this: if you don't have his first two books, get them. You have the Relationship Dismount, How to Stick the Landing When Exiting a Toxic Relationship. Then you have his second book, 
the holographic relationship. And now you have his third book, The Shrouded Lighthouse. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, before I take our quick 2.2-minute break and end books and business, I want to promote True Radio. Share, like, comment, subscribe. Call in. The number to dial is 516-531-9828, 516-531-9828. You know what? I'm going to do something that Mr. Grantastic told me to do last week. Mm-hmm. I was about to tell you to do it again. I know. So you guys can see it for your daggone self, and you don't have to worry about me. Call in. The number to dial is 516-531-9828, 516-531-9828. Listen. If you know anybody that has a black-owned business or is doing anything positive for our people or in our community, have them email me at trueradio2020 at gmail.com. Have them email me at trueradio2020 at gmail.com. I'm giving out all free promotions to local black-owned businesses for the next five months. Um, so email me at trueradio2020 at gmail.com. Please do that so I can promote what you have if you're an author, if you sell products. Only thing I would not advertise on my platform is if you sell. Anyway. Um, so I was waiting but for it. <laughs> April 1st, 8.30 p.m., mm-hmm. I have my younger little big brother coming back on true radio. The first time I had him on true radio, they shut down my internet in my house. I remember that joint. <sighs> mm-hmm. So we had to go to Instagram live, which took us 20 minutes to get that started. But we finished out the show on Instagram live. Glad that we saved it. I downloaded it and then re-uploaded it. Riza Islam is coming on True Radio this Thursday, and we're going to talk about some stuff that y'all niggas need to hear, and a lot of people are going to be pissed off because it's a lot of black folks that's trusting this vaccination. So we're going to talk to someone who knows people in that field and has been fighting against vaccines and the destruction of the black community through pharmacy, pharmacia. Um, do you know that in the Holy Scriptures it says that Satan deceived the whole world through his sorcery? That word sorcery in the Greek is pharma, pharmacia, where we get the, the English word pharmacy. So anyway, so Riz is going to come on the show because um, yeah, I like promoting and also me and Rizza have a history that a lot of people don't know unless they watch the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do a lot of similar work. But I will say this. Rizza has been attacked a lot more in the past two years than I've been attacked. And now they have him on the ADL list. They shut down his – he's banned from TikTok, Clubhouse. They shut down his Instagram and his YouTube. He had to make, up, make backup pages. And all he's doing is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's not even his words. It's the words in your freaking government documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for that. But anyway, um, but shout out to Rizzo. So he'll be on April 1st. 
I'm excited. That's my man's. You know what I mean, if you got a problem with Rizzo, you got a problem with me. But anyway, we're going to take a quick 2.2. And when we come back, we're going to dive into another segment called Chew or Choke. Can you chew? Woo, woo. Ladies. <laughs> Deuces. I say hands up out of my pocket. Stop it, please. 
It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Slap Your Great Ancestry, and I'm here with my two illustrious co-hosts. It's Mr. your boy, Mr. Grantastic, a.k.a. Smooth Criminal, a.k.a. Negro Suave, a.k.a. Kenya Chu Woo Woo on season two. And we're here. We are here. Um, my name is I.A. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, no. Oh. There was plenty of times where I walked in and like I sat and I was like, no. 
Um, and I was like, dang it, I got to finish this date. So, I mean, I wouldn't ask for reimbursement, but is it okay to say, could we split the check if y'all both like look at each other like this ain't going no more? Is it okay to say we split the check? Okay, no. I think that was no. All right, let's go to our next subject. What's the difference with that and regular dating? Like, you could end up on a date with someone you're like, please take me out now. Just take me out of here now. Like, what's the difference? I think the a good question is, like, once I get the vibe early, do you, like, how do you finish the date? But is, that, a, is that a date or is that just going out to have a good time with someone? Like, to me, dating is, like, more so of I'm trying to spend some quality time to get to know who you really are. But, see, but that's the difference with the Internet dating world because it's, it's, you it's, can – Your times are different. Yeah, guys. your times are different. <laughs> <laughs> It depends if you actually had lengthy conversations yeah. before or this is just like the, oh, hey, let's just meet up for coffee. Like, those are two completely first, meet, first meetings. Is coffee a date? Yes. Oh. Do not disrespect oh. coffee like that. Okay. Mm, we right. will end this broadcast right now. What, is that not good enough? Does money have to be spent for it to be a date? See? Oh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Let's go. 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 Let's the two things that are toughest for men and women to communicate with each other, right? All right. There you go. Oh, there sorry. you go, Brittany. All right. Don't agree with her. Anyway. You want to just put my whole... Can you chew I guess I got to chew on it. All right, all, right, all right. So two things that are toughest for men and women to communicate to one another. And get ready to chew and choke, y'all. Okay. Are their feelings and desires. Say that one Re- more yeah, time. Yeah, repeat that. All right. So the two things that are toughest for men and women to clearly communicate with one another are their feelings and their desires. What do y'all think about that? Yeah. I would say, okay. Y'all want to elaborate a little bit on your thoughts? I would say we have to keep the golden rule, some mm-hmm. but not all, which we translate into some but not all. Thank you. So, I would say that for the majority of the men that I know from my experience, it is hard for them to express their feelings in moments where I feel like we should. Uh I'm just now learning how to do that. Why is that? Because I've been socialized to the contrary. Talk about that. Yeah, I, that's why I, I was that's, like, hold that's, on. That's okay. a part of the topic. I, I, that's, why, I, that's why I put my finger. Yeah. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to I'm, not, I'm not going to hold the topic, but I've been conditioned that mm-hmm. way. Okay. Yeah. I, what do you think? Um, want to elaborate on that? I, I had a recent situation, okay. and um, I'm someone who am, I'm a very read in between the lines. So. Do I got to beat this nigga up? No, because I'm looking at the hand. Okay, so that's right. why I was like, yeah, I saw that too. I was like, yo, so look, I was hey, like, listen, we've got the no violence, hey, no violence. We've got to run up on the nigga. No violence. Because I saw this, I was like, oh, yo, we've got to run up on somebody. No, this is this is the impatient motion right here, like okay. the impatience. <laughs> yeah, it was a oh moment because it was just like, are you serious? Are you asking such a silly question? Like, okay, um, 
I'm a reading between the lines person. So okay. sometimes I am not going to spell out all my feelings and desires, but okay. I do have an expectation that if I show you some things okay. or if you see a mood shift, uh-huh. you can kind of, you know, remind guesstimate me to, what's up. Remind you know, me to bring that you know, please bring that Because yeah, 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 yeah. I know y'all like to say, like, y'all don't tell us anything, but there should be enough. There should be a point where you have enough life experience where you don't need everything, like, Spelled out like hooked on oh finance. So everything cannot, doesn't have to be. Done. I cannot wait for the topic. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We got. Let's go to the next one. Ooh, okay. Let's go to the next one. All right. Actually, I'm gonna oh throw this one in there because yeah. this is gonna put some ingredients in the pot too. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Is this intentionally. I did this intentionally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all sound like I, I want to fight you. tonight. This is what. Yeah, that's this, what it like. No, I want to communicate. You want to communicate? Yeah. Okay. All right. All I want to do is oh. just communicate. I just want to share my desire for everyone to grow. I want to learn tonight. That's okay. what I want to do. All Mr. Right. Randy Chu wants to elevate his education and information in a specific topic. I got you. Cool. Okay. So for our next tour talk, we're going to bring up the topic of uh, the privilege of the second chances. Okay. So the privilege of second it's chances. It's only for one gender, but go ahead. Okay. So here's his statement. Here's a statement, though. And just chew or choke on a statement, and then we'll elaborate for a little bit, and then we're going to move it along. Okay, so black boys do not get second chances with their character and money. Black girls do not get second chances with their sexuality. What do you think about that statement? I agree with that statement. So black boys do not get second chances with their character and money. Mm -hmm. Black girls do not get second chances with their sexuality. I think I agree with both statements because a black man can be forgiven for his flaws but it, his flaws will always remain a stain on his character. For example, I feel like the world views now. Remember something, no? But I feel like the world views black men in a sense of if we see a flaw, that's always going to the moment you piss me off. That's the first thing I'm gonna bring up. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. Feelings versus reality is two different things. Yeah, but that's the way I feel. Oh. So I'm gonna say I chew. Hi, how you feel? How you feel? How I'm you a feel? chew and choke um, because I feel like parts of that is true. I think when it comes to black boys, you do get second chances with your character. You do. Um, Derek Jackson's about to blow up. And money, mm, there's, there's pick-me's out here. They are willing to work with you. There's people that will work out here with you. As far as sexuality with Black girls, there's very there's a very low margin of error um, for for black girls. So in today's generation, yeah, like the younger generation than us, yeah, really, yeah. I mean, I think I think now you know you have an, a little bit of an expansion, but the first thing that you know it comes to if a, if a woman messes up, it's like oh well, she a hoe. Wow. I think I have. We can't. To agree we can't. We can't protect her because she a hoe. Like everything resorts back to that. Wow. I, I do halfway agree with that because I agree with that statement. But in, in my experience, so when you know, in like the education field, whatever, mm-hmm. and let's say like don't a, go too deep. I know. I know. Like let's say like a new picture gets leaked through the school, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. it's a young lady. Everyone like she'll send it to her boyfriend. He sent it to everyone. It's hot topic. She's embarrassed. But what I've noticed though over time is that it only lasts for like a 
week or so until it's the next hot topic. So it's really kind of weird because I felt that way too. I was like, the doors open. But wait, 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 wait. Time out, time mm-hmm. out, time out, time out, time out. Didn't we just sit up here and say about a month ago mm-hmm. that hoes were winning? They are, but they're still a hoe. Ouch. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so, all right, one more and then we're going to move back. Who classifies them as hoes? Uh, society. Thoughts. Mm. That hoe. Mm. Over. You know who I think, do you know where I think the most thoughts are at? Geographically, or where, where we talk, what are we talking about? Like, Age group, generation? Like, they, <laughs> they show up the most on Sunday. I was going to say that. <laughs> Trying to get their life together. But, no, okay, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. I just had to. How are we on time? Do you okay, want to do one ahead. more? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, what is the deal with independence, quote unquote, as a characteristic of a romantic partner? I was reading the research, and somebody specifically brought this up. So it's like the fact that you don't need me for anything that makes me want to do more for you. I think that is so what do you think about that outlook on a relationship characteristic? The fact that you don't need me for anything makes me want to do more for you. That what? Because remember You that, don't need me for – oh. I love her because she got yeah. her own. You know, she don't need mine. She should leave mine alone. There ain't nothing in the world sexy. I think everyone should have a level of independency. Mm. But I feel like if someone has proven themselves to be of that stature, then you should. It is non, it is unhuman not to be dependent upon another human. Bottom line, I don't care who you are, you are dependent upon someone else. So there's really technically no independent person because even if you're by yourself another human is coming to either maintenance your car Mm -hmm. make sure that your lights and stuff are on you're paying your bills to another human under a corporation whatever you're never independent Mm -hmm. but for the sake of this conversation in the context of the listeners i feel like a man being independent and a woman being independent is viewed as two different things. And that's going to, I, I mm-hmm. have that to bring up for mm-hmm. tonight's topic. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's all delusional. You have to be dependent upon your significant other mm-hmm. in order for your life to work together. True, true. Just my opinion. I, how do you feel? How do you feel? Um, I'm going to say choke and chew. I do agree with what you said as far as like, the whole uh, independence trope, I don't need nobody, is a, is a fallacy. It's not true. Yeah. However, I do see some people, you know, who uh, have moved in that way, still getting partners where it's almost like a, sometimes it's, it's like a chase thing, a psychological thing where it's just like, I, you know, I want this person to need me. So I'm just going to keep on pretty much etching uh, value in that person's oh, life. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, so, oh. ah, because that's, that's a part of my oh, Okay. So, since we're there, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. I feel like any form of leadership that needs codependent followers, you're leading from an insecurity. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. leadership is fear-based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I need you to view me in this certain aspect that you will always rely on me for your answers because there's a level of insecurity within me that I need to feel important. Mm-hmm. Right. That's different from someone that's in leadership that's trying to hold you accountable to your own deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there because, you know, we have a nice topic. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. What are your well, thoughts? Oh, um, oh, with that, I, I really think that. Yeah, nigga, you ain't been chewing or choking the yo, whole Yo, but night. I've been throwing these curveballs out there, though. I just want to see how y'all going to knock them out of the park. Y'all always do. Um, but I think definitely for this is a really deadly kind of like ideology to throw into the black community um, because it's like a divisive thing that we kind of <laughs> take on, right? Um, and also it's just like being married, if you have that in your mind where you're like, I just don't need anybody, that's really toxic to bring into any relationship. Yeah. That's going to be a very difficult t- bringing together uh, to mm. whole people, mm. not to half people, to mm. whole people. So yeah, so that, I've been trying to get down. Kevin Samuels to respond to my emails, and this nigga's acting like he don't know who I am. But we have mutual friends, buddy. I need you to respond before I put you on blast, because I need you to come on the True Radio because my audience and my co-host need to have a conversation with you. And I don't want to speak for you. I want you to speak for yourself. So I need you to stop what you're doing, acting like you're so busy. I need you to respond before I shut down what you have going on in life right now. So anyone watching, please tag Kevin Samuels onto what I just said and have that nigga email me back, please, because he already responded, said he doesn't want him to come on the show, and he gave a list of reasons um, why he doesn't want to come on the show, and I feel like that list of reasons should be put on blast if this nigga don't respond to my next email. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, that's it. I that's... just wanted to throw that out there. I'm good. Let's, let's dive in. I just wanted to throw some that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick 2.2 when we come back. We're going to dive into the topic and all that good stuff. It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Succulent Ribs and Back Rubs, a.k.a. Mr. You're going to listen to this pocket beat and enjoy it. I said you're going to listen to this daggone pocket beat. And enjoy Thank you. 
Y'all appreciate this crank, Dagnabbit. It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Slap, your great, 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 great grandmother. I don't know why I want to slap people's great, 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 great grandmother so much. Let me I don't know. I just do. I just want to just <laughs> smack the dentures right out there. You're going to say the dentures. Oh, like all folks pissing, it all depends. And I'm here with my illustrious two co-hosts, Mr. Grantastic and Miss I.A. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a great topic for tonight's show. This is part one. Next Monday will be definitely part two. Um, Can men hold women accountable without backlash? The number to dial is 516-531-9828. 516-531-9828. Can men hold women accountable without backlash? I am the last of the Targaryens, and I asked this question, and I want answers. And I'm going to start it like this. Black woman on my panel, on my show, my lovely co-host, you are a black woman who has experienced some things in relationships. Mm -hmm. Am I correct? That's right. How can a man hold you accountable to things that you may not know is wrong with you, but he sees? without you lashing back at him, trying to destroy his ability to hold you accountable as the man should? Um, That's a great question. Uh, Personally, for me, what has worked, what will work, is approach me from a place of love. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people like to approach people when they're really upset already upset they are um in combat mode okay and they come tough and leave the love part off wow so i think it's really important that you preface the conversation so when you say come uh so are you speaking in the sense of the tone or the words um I think I think a lot of things can be said um, if you can package it in in the right way. In the right way. Yeah, I think okay. I think delivery is is a big thing. What if that um, man doesn't have the ability to word it correctly, and because sometimes a man's passion can be mistaken as aggression right so even by the people closest to him even by his homeboys like it's just the nature of when a men are passionate that it's viewed as aggression Mm -hmm. 
I'm not saying you do that mm-hmm. or any other woman listening to the show. But, um, and at the same time, for those that's listening, I'm not going to defend every statement I make. You just got to deal with your own insecurities. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Um, so if a man is passionate, yep, yep. he's like, dang, girl, you know, if you just did boop, 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 you'd be straight because, you know, you do A, B, and C, and it's not, will you be humble enough to accept that? Or will you view his passion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his tone mm-hmm. and his wording and dismiss what he's actually saying? How would you respond in that moment? I'm using you as an example, one, because mm-hmm. you're the only female in the discussion. Mm-hmm. But secondly, because there's a group of younger women that need an example that's not puffed up. Right. That's realistic. Right. Um, because they have a lot of bad examples already of what womanhood should look like. Right. Um, it's either overly independent and prideful or overly submissive and dominating. Yeah. Yeah. It's rare that you find the middle ground, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the intentions behind me targeting questions towards you during this entire dialogue. So how would you respond to that? Man is passionate. He's, you know, girl, you know, you just, woo. and I say that because most men don't, most men, even the brightest of us, we don't actually say anything until we, hit that point of passion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll keep it to ourselves until it's like, okay, now I need, to, I feel like I need to say something. Mm-hmm. So dialogue real quick. How, how would you respond to a passionate man like that? Um, I think I'm naturally a communicator. So okay. I personally like to exchange feedback and I'm not anti-argument either. Like I think sometimes, I mean, if you talk to any therapist, they'll tell you sometimes you have to argue it out in order to, that's still a communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, I think there should be rules in, you know, arguments, you know, yeah. and, and there's thresholds that range for people. Yeah. But I think sometimes if for me, I understand sometimes if I'm dealing with someone and, and they're a little bit more heightened or passionate, right? <laughs> yeah. I might say if it's if it's too intense, I might say, hey, I want to make sure we get to the bottom of this. I, mm-hmm. I, I would like to, you know, I, I'd like to ask, I'm probably not asking that nicely at that point, but I might be mm-hmm. saying like, hey, can you just kind of take it down a notch so, so we can like, really address are it? Are you like, hold up, nigga. You going to calm it down when you talk to me. Now let's sit down. Is that it hasn't happened recently, but <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Um, I, I, you know what I do? You know what? There's a there's a thing that I do do. I, okay. I like to say, "Why are you yelling?" Sometimes they're not even yelling. Yeah, But, yeah, but yeah. it kind of makes it funny. Like, why are you yelling? And they'll be yeah. like, "I'm not yelling." I'll be like, "All right, well, let's talk about what you want to talk about." And so, you know, yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like you have to allow some sort of range because the thing is when you have people walking so much on eggshells, Mm -hmm. they still have those emotions inside. And while you think I didn't receive it right now, Mm -hmm. it comes out some way. Like that's why I think it's very important to address your issues because think of like the bottle that's closed, the soda that's closed. It might be tightly closed, but if you shake it really, really hard, it comes seeping out the side. So I think it's really important that, um, one, yes, you want to package things um, 
in the way that you think your 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 partner can receive it. But even if you're like upset, I think if you package it like, listen, mm-hmm. I love you and that's why I'm coming to you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm upset right now. You can even say that. Like, yeah. I'm upset right now, so it might come out. I'll say that. It might yeah. come out a little passionate, but I got to get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you start off that way, like, hey, I want us to be better. I, I want to say that. I definitely be like, look, I need to say something. And right. I don't have the mental strength to say it the proper way right now. So right. interpret my heart, not my words. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll say that. And majority of the time it, it works but we're all human yeah you know yes, yes so, of course mm-hmm. so i'm not i'm not excusing the humanity i'm not saying like men or women have to be perfect all the time in these situations because yep. that's mm-hmm. not realistic of course mr grantastic but i do and kind of what you were saying with the eggshells the people walking on eggshells and what do you think like causes those eggshells in a relationship because like when you said that i was like okay i can like see how people are both are kind of mm-hmm. in a way of like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to talk to you about this, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to like figure out how, like we're trying to figure out how much to package it mm-hmm. more than we're like worrying on how it impacted us and like talking about I it. Feel, I feel like, I feel like that it's either we walk on eggshells or we want to keep it 100. Yep. Yep. Just I don't it out. care yep. about yep. the feeling. This yep. is what I feel. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's I feel not like, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and because to me, if you really have love, even if you're not in love with right. somebody, but you have love exactly. for them, mm-hmm. there's a level of humility that should be there yeah. regardless. It. Like, I feel like, and y'all are going to agree because y'all know me, my brothers. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's not too many people that can see me physically when it comes to fighting mm-hmm. or being in that kind of capacity of life. And mm-hmm. if you can get past me, it's a whole plethora of niggas that I can make sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes, I've realized the older that I've gotten and the more secure I've gotten within myself, the more emotional I became. Mm-hmm. Um, because growing up, I wasn't allowed to show emotions. Mm-hmm. It was, you got to pay the tough guy. Yeah. I never actually wanted to be the tough guy, mm-hmm. but it's just like, oh, you got to be tough. Like, even when my brother died, I'm 12 years old, turning 13. I didn't even cry at his funeral. Why? Because everyone came to me and said, hey, you got to be tough for your mother and father. So, like, I didn't even get a chance to cry, nothing like that. So, in my relationship with my wife, right, there was a moment where, so, when my wife first met me, I was cut, boom, I was in boxing. I, you know, I was, you know, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then... Over years with in-house and great Mexican food being cooked from scratch, the belly came out. Mm-hmm. Still got it. I lost 10 pounds, and I'm working on losing about 30 more. So I'm getting back to where I need to be. My mm-hmm. arms is getting back to where I need to be and how I was. But my wife had made a comment, and it hit me different. Shoot, yo. First of all, I identified that it was because I was insecure with mm-hmm. how I look now because mm-hmm. I know how I can look. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it hit because that's my woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But found out that I had the maturity to not say nothing in the moment, but express that in private later. Mm-hmm. And I cried on her shoulders when I expressed it. And she cried back 
like that wasn't my intentions. You're a goofball. You're normally goofy, which is true. Mm-hmm. It's an honest assessment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's lost in relationships today. Can a man, grandtastic, and I'm not talking about like your personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like men can hold women accountable to taking care of the emotions of the man? Mm. Yeah, I, I think what's tough about that, because with the, when you talk about the feelings of emotions of yourself, before you can express it outwardly, you have to understand it inwardly. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I think that a lot of people do not understand, especially for black men. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to tap into that internally at all. That's actually like the detrimental to your life is that if you show that vulnerability, you will be killed. Like that's what's yes. shown and taught to that's us, you know, throughout our existence. To which, and I don't know if you experienced this. This was a constant birthday thing for me of like, I'm looking at the candles if it's even a party and like, all right, I didn't go to jail this year. I didn't get shot. I didn't get, like, I'm going down the list of the, I did not, whew, like, I made it to another age. And I wasn't even the streets heavy like that. Right, right. And that's my thought pattern. Every birthday is just like, all right, you know, I made it another year without getting shot. I didn't get arrested. You know, I didn't do like this. It's like everything that I did not do that could be my demise. Um, so I think sometimes we, we forget that. It's like you have to be able to work with it internally. Um, but that accountability since we can't work on it internally, it does not come out well mm-hmm. when we're trying to express it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's kind of what the things that we're just like, all right, so this one quote, this one, you know, little boundaries look that I'm reading. This is definitely good for everybody who got hold on, hold on, kind of boundary injuries. Yeah, there you go. Take the a look book at that. is called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Mm-hmm. And for those who really are interested, the ISBN number is 978 Three five one eight zero one. Please get this. It's called boundaries. Yes, and this is I'm recommending for anyone who's realized that. And this is not just for a relationship, like with your parents. It is with your spouse, friends, and yourself, and God, and social media. It talks about all that stuff. But one quote from that, um, when they were talking about feelings, it says uh, that we do not communicate feelings by saying "I feel that you." We communicate our feelings by saying, I feel sad or hurt or lonely or scared. Such vulnerability is the beginning of intimacy and caring. Yeah. A lot of times we see, we say, I feel that you. And that already begins. So those are attack words. Those, that begins the, the defense mechanism of the person because I feel you, not how I feel. Right. And, right. and I think that's a part of the barrier of that accountability because it's like, we can't tap into it within ourselves, and then it's hard for us to ask of it without saying that I feel like the point kind of thing. But let's okay. – I was going to say, you know, you asked the question earlier about, I think, what was the second question? Um, to communicate, communicate feelings and desires, or the second chance is one? Well, I, you said something about maybe there was uh, why people have a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything is rooted in ego and fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to this, like it, it's an ego and it's a fear thing. Like a lot of times you're projecting, like first off, you're in your head or heart. A lot of times in your head, like I'm upset because of X, Y, and Z. And you almost play the scenario like I'm not going to be understood or I'm going to be made fun of. I'm going to be attacked. There's going to be backlash. So then you come out already like 
know what I'm saying, with your fist up, you're talking to this person, they feel fists, sometimes they're blindsided because mm-hmm. maybe you've, you've contained it this whole time. And um, I yeah. think we've been conditioned to view each other as enemies. That's exactly what I was about to ask the question. Kind of I, I really do. I feel like I feel like black women view certain black women view certain black men as the enemy, and, and black men have treated black women like the enemy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, but the power of the black woman is that her perception forms the reality. We got to remember she's like the god of this world. Like she birthed everything mm-hmm. <laughs> in this world. Like. No cap, like Eve was called the mother of all living for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like what the enemy of us wants to do is get our woman to fight against us. Mm-hmm. And he's already been successful as us dogging out our women. But that has been propagated like it's the majority. Yes. And I feel like that's where we have to cross the line and say, hold on, hold on, hold on not necessarily the majority that's just the experiences that women go through because they have been choosing niggas who know how to present an image mm-hmm. or men date women based upon the ideology of who they want that woman to be yes and so we don't come first of all there's no courses on how to date mm. There's no courses on how to pick it's also not someone to be with. And some, that's another thing, too. Conflict like resolution courses. Research about even just like what's going on. Because yeah. we take our, quote, unquote, data from just the media. Like, what they feed yeah. us. So like, oh, yo, black men and black women. Yeah. Even if you look at, like, how they, they strategically do things and shows and commercials and things, it's always some kind. Of, you rarely see Everyone, black men and women together on television. Everyone's mad at Little Nas X because he twerked on Satan's penis as if Old Town Road wasn't full of adultery and alcoholism and a whole bunch of... Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Like, 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 can we stop with our eyes being covered with propaganda and open our eyes to the reality of what's really going on? Mm-hmm. Um, what's really going on is there's a rise of hypocrisy mm-hmm. <laughs> the hypocrisy is i want him from black women and from black men i want a man who fits this list that i've created oh i had i want to do that this but this okay. list that i created i wanted us to create a list oh it's not think. realistic mm-hmm. black people as a whole make up 2.7 percent now of America's wealth and the 0.7% is niggas like Floyd Mayweather and Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry and them niggas. So if you have a nigga that's making $50,000, you're doing better than majority of black America. That is horrible. And the average uh, salary for a black man is about like forty two, forty three thousand $43,000 a year. Right. Now, on the flip side, you have the black woman who is wherever she goes is hounded on based upon how she looks. So now, if you have big breasts or a nice body or big butt or nice whatever, everyone feels like 
all your success comes from your looks. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't look at the hard work you've done. None of that. And so when a black woman gets into a relationship with a man who truly loves her for her, no matter how big her breasts are or how great her butt looks, how good the coochie is, and he wants to hold her to a standard because he sees, wait, she's operating here. I feel like my input can help her push herself to here. But the moment he begins to speak to her, it's a who do you think you're talking to kind of mindset. Like why you mansplaining something? Or mm-hmm. what gives you the right to say this to me? I understand that. And how? But how can we fix that expression? If I was to say to you, I, you know what? I feel like A, B, and C is wrong with you, and I can see you here based upon conversations we've had, and I feel like if I give you my input from my experience of my knowledge, most women don't know how to eat the meat, throw away the bone. They just throw the whole daggone chicken out the window. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as a man, it's like, dang, yo, like, I wasn't saying, like, Shorty, you was doing horrible. I was just saying, like, from what I'm seeing, I feel like if you added this seasoning onto the chicken, you you got it. Mm-hmm. How how can a black man really hold a black woman accountable without her beginning to view him as the enemy? I think exactly what you just said. Okay. I mean, it's it's exactly what I said from the beginning. You want to root it in love. You don't have to be in love with that person. Right, right, right. But if you're like, hey, I want to see you win. Okay. If you're open, I have a couple of feedback, right, constructive right. critique, thoughts that I think could help you. I mean, if you're receptive to it, I'd like right. to share that with you. Uh, give her that. Give her that. Ask her permission to give her that. That way you can truly sit there, talk, and vice versa. But do you think that's even? Mas- is that the right word? Emasculating? No. Is, is, is that emasculating the man into men necessarily don't like asking permission when they get to a certain age? Right. I'll give you an example. I don't feel like I need your permission to warn you about something. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. What's the goal in having the conversation? If the goal the goal of having the conversation is your elevation. Okay. So that's that true. To me, like the other day I was talking to one of my group mates and uh-huh. we had some very difficult characters in the group and it okay. had me questioning him because I'm friends with him. Okay. And so I said, Hey, I need to talk to you and I said, I come to you in peace, but I said I am frustrated with how this whole process went. Okay. And he said, Okay and I said, I just noticed something. So before I could even really finish, he's just like, Hey, I kissed their asses along this process because if you realize in week three, they were all checked out. They were not willing to do any part in this project. He's just like, so I took it upon myself to use strategy to Uh make sure we got what we needed to get done. Because I told you from day one, I had your back. Did I not? I was just like, you're right. So he kind of walked through step by step what he did. And I said, but that's not a normal response. What do you mean? The fact that you were able to say, oh, you're right, that's not a normal response. Normal for who? Because for me, 
for me, when even in argument, it's uh-huh. just like if we're really trying to two people that, you know, care about, again, an end goal, whether it's right, each right, other right. or wherever we're trying to get right, to. Right, 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 right. I'm not here to tear you down and stab you. I'm here to get to the end goal. But, and see, so, but see, that thought process based upon that statement you just made is not normal. For who? For women in general. It's not normal. I don't think so. I, I personally think approach. I'll tell you this from a one woman's perspective. Like you said, mm-hmm. if you look a certain way, you never earned it. You slept your way. You blinked. You, you're pretty. You, you know. You understand what but I'm saying? Who, like, but who? Who? Why do you? The last one you, said you didn't. How, yeah, well, I got you. How? How do you? When I say you, I'm talking about women. Yeah, right. Why do you think that that's a reality? It, it perceptions reality. If if you're seeing it so much, you're, if you're getting it so much, it's just like you might be. And it's not the right thing, but you might be. Are you getting that perception from whack niggas, or are you getting that perception? From, I mean, anywhere from church messaging and music uh, shows. Church don't, church don't count. I mean, the messaging is only God. for women. I mean, let's keep it funky. It's only for women. It's just like I, I, in I, church. Oh, I would who's love, a, who's I a would majority, love who's the majority of your attendees at church? Like your church and even in general, who's the biggest consumers of church? Let's keep it all the way real. It's it's women and more specifically most it's black of, women. Most of what I've seen Men are not in showing up churches church. is condemnation of the man and the women never held accountable for anything they done. Wow. And I have traveled this entire country and been in the largest and the smallest of platforms when it comes to white supremacist Christianity. Um, <laughs> I go to black churches and it's been the mess, the consume, the highest consumers is women. And statistically pastor on the pulpit will say that um, if you even hear some of these other communities that are talking, they'll say, Oh, the church lied to you ladies because they know churches are talking to the women and they're giving very specific messaging to the women. So it's just like, you have to look like this. You have to talk like this. You have to present like this. You have to blink like this. You have to read like this. Like, you're getting constant. And then even in the workplace, you can't just say, hey, I didn't appreciate how you spoke to me um, to ask me to complete this project. You have to literally create an email, ask a colleague to read over it, to make it, hopefully, you don't sound too much like so a bitch. So if I say to you, say we go out in public, Say I'd be like, yo, I, yo, let's just go to the mall. Let's just kick it. Mm. You the homie. Let's just kick it. Mm-hmm. You come, bam, just banging, dress, joint on. And I'm like, hey, shorty, you got to cover that. The first response that society has framed that the woman is going to say is, you're not my man. Why are you looking? Now, mind you, I didn't look. And it's with blind. the intention <laughs> right. of like, oh, dang. You know what I'm saying? But a nigga ain't blind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how can, in other words, women want men to be protectors. Right. Women want men to somewhat still be providers, even though this economic system is horrible. Um, women want some sort of security from men. Mm-hmm. But when men try to offer that, real men, they get treated like the garbage niggas 
who destroy women. And can, can I add something to that? Because one thing I've noticed that's been kind of an amazing thing that's been going on. Don't forget that. I want you to respond. I, I want to respond no, before I go, go ahead. No, go ahead and respond. I'll go just ahead. say, like, you said something in there. You said security. Mm-hmm. If you package your intent the same way that the garbage N-words did, it's hard for me to receive it. And when I say me, women. Okay. So biggest thing I always say, women need to feel security in all of the categories. And and some some have varying levels, right? right but right. all the categories you mentioned, the, it's all rooted in the base of security. Okay. So if you're saying it in a way that doesn't sound safe, yes, women, people will become defensive. So are you saying we should say it like, darling, no. you know? <laughs> but, but also no. the <laughs> I just want to say that. But hold on. But so, I mean? so what I'm kind of hearing is this, right? And this, you can take this for real or for BS. Okay. That okay. like, like, so men are okay with women responding how women would normally respond, okay. but women are not okay with men responding how men could normally respond. Because also yeah. the same thing as this. So even think about when we talk about traditional values and modern values. Right. N- what. Every woman still wants the same thing from a man that they wanted 100, 200, 300,000 years ago. Right. But now women are switching up what they are going to bring to the table now, which is like I kind of know. It's like, like the, the modern traditional woman that kind of wants the perks of full security, right? Yeah. Like I want you to pay for everything, hold everything down, cool. That's like the traditional man roles. But they don't want to necessarily provide all of the traditional, quote, unquote, woman roles but that can be modernized. So right, I, right, I do right. hear that a little bit as well, is that women want men to communicate and respond to them how they want it. Right, But right. it's not really acceptable the other way around. Okay. I, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm, I'm, a just little saying, bit, I'm, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist, so I personally like to do some of those traditional things, and I, I do get upset when someone tells me. I want me, you to speak for yourself. Okay. I'll speak, in, I'll speak. There's a lot of women like me. I'm not the only one. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. A, the, I'm yeah. not the only one. That's There's, the energy I yes, want. There is. Don't speak for you. There speak is for, women who yes. want to do that. However, there has been history where the hundred, two hundred, three hundred present day people abuse that. And so, if you cannot make that woman feel safe, that's when you're getting some of that. But I always say you can take the strongest, most independent. I don't need you. I don't see you. Da 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 da. And really turn her into a really docile, soothing, whatever you want to call her. Okay. If you can demonstrate like, hey, I'm coming to you in peace. Not like, you know, tuck tail like you were just doing, right, but just right, right, like, right, I'm right. coming to you in peace. I know you've had some trauma. I know you've had some, just like you have conditioning, so, she has conditioning. So, excuse me, mm-hmm. is it safe to say that, that majority of the responses that men and women give each other is based upon past experience? It's trauma, yeah. A lot of PTSD. Yeah, so is that fair to the person they're responding to? It's not fair, but that's where both of you all have to do something different, and someone's got to go first. Sometimes it's her, sometimes it's you, but if you're like, hey, I wasn't the last one, it's just like you might be reacting hurt. And I'm glad you said that. I wanted you to say that because I want everyone to realize that men have a certain amount of times where they're going to humble themselves before they feel like, all right, whatever. I don't even call it humbling. I look at it like you have to, again, be able to use your emotions and your logic to your advantage. You have a lot of power. Men's voice carry a 
very high level away, whether you think it does or doesn't. It does. So I think it's very important that, hey, whenever you're about to have this conversation, be like, what is my end goal? It's not about tucking your tail and being a punk, but it's just like, okay, you said, I don't want to ask for permission. Yeah. You're really, you're really doing what you need to do to get it to go your way. You don't, you understand right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So when you're asking permission, you're really saying, hey, I want my like message man, to be received. Do you feel That's like all a, you're doing. Do you feel like a man can honestly not want anything from a woman, but want to just see her elevate? Do you feel like those type of men exist? They, they do. don't want the coochie. They don't want a hug. They don't want a smile. They don't want money. They don't want anything but just to see that woman elevated and walking out her potential. They exist. Um, a lot of them might be related to you. Big Brozo Williams <laughs> just texted me and said that it is hard. Uh, I asked him, well, based upon the dialogue of, that we're having, he says um, that um, black women don't have very many great examples of, first of all, how to be black women mm-hmm. and what black men should be. Correct. That's, That's actually very true. That nigga, yo, I hate this nigga sometimes. But, yeah, anyway, but anyway, mm-hmm. so now... Hold on, I'm gonna bring you back in. I'm targeting, I'm targeting IA for a reason mm-hmm. because I need the women to first see a healthy dialogue without it being warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of women feel like the moment that they speak their opinion to a man is automatic conflict or warfare, but that's not necessarily the case. How can a black man learn? Well, how can a man in general learn to cooperate with the woman of today's society if the dialogue or discussion never happens mm-hmm. on an even playing field? So you have women like, um, you have powerful women that may say this is what women deserve, but you have like powerful niggas that say this is what men deserve, mm-hmm. but you rarely see them come together, together. and have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on this platform, that's the type of dialogue I want. I want the tough discussions to say, hold up, this is how you feel, this is how we feel, how can we mend this? Because if men were to – I always think about this example of when the Asian chick beat up the black woman and kicked her out the store and the black man went in there and handled business and stood there to protect his woman – Next day, black women were in droves lined up on that store to, to buy, buy mm-hmm. beauty stuff. But that's not the majority of black women. Right. Mm-hmm. And how can we fix this problem without our oppressor turning us against each other? Because what I've been reading on social media, what I've been dialoguing with people about that follow the show is that there is a level of combativeness that is thrown 
to both of us to where we feel like we can't have the discussion and it be successful. Mm-hmm. How can we, how can I elevate the woman? How can the woman be supportive to the man when in order for you to support something, you have to feel a level of gratitude and appreciation from it? And how can you elevate something unless you feel a, grat- a, a, a level of love mm-hmm. and acceptance from it? Mm-hmm. But it's hard to feel accepted when society throws into your mind constantly that women are hoes. Mm -hmm. So I can't put value on something because men are possessive. So wait, like one of our favorite comedians Mm -hmm. who we were cool now, Mm -hmm. TK Kirkland. Mm. He he has this expression. He says, "It's never your woman; it's just your turn." And we know that women can cheat just as much as men. We get all that. Mm-hmm. But that thought process in of itself is disheartening to men who really value women. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm speaking for. I'm speaking for men who really have a value for women, where you can see a beautiful woman. Not want the pussy. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's the majority? I would say the majority of the men that I associate with are like that. Okay, but in general, in society. general, come on, because you just said I can't show up to the mall with my tatas out, so there's a reason for that. Yeah. But that's not the majority. I mean, you're going to have women looking at you, too, though. Okay, but that's not who you're thinking about giving protection from. Like, you're like, no, you I don't want to. Average women out there. Okay. I'll, I'll protect you from both. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I what I'm saying is yeah. we, we, you and I both know, we yeah. all know, like, yeah. in general, yeah. that's not the majority. So when, again, you get a certain conditioning where yeah. everybody, women, men, everybody's, like, on pounce mode with you. Yeah. When someone comes in front of you and they're also like, I'm upset, although they may be coming from a completely different standpoint, right, right. it can look and sound the same even if it's not. So how would you respond to that? If we say we went out to the mall, mm-hmm. they Chew Radio just wanted to go to a Run the Mills mall right. just to kick it, mm-hmm. shop a little bit, eat some food, have a good time. And I'd be like, yo, hey, yo, cover that up. How would you feel? How would you respond to me saying, hey, girl, look, you showing a little bit too much. Cover that up. Um, I probably wouldn't receive it all that much, all that great. I'd be like, well, maybe that was just that. But I would, I, I would, I would, I, I, I would, I would come back maybe and be like, hey, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I, and I would tell you in that moment, like, I maybe I don't know if you would have done it in front of people or pulled aside. No, I, I came to you, and I said to you, hey, girl, you you kind of showing too much. Cover that up. I'll tell you, I would be upset and it would you ain't my man and i'm gonna fuck no i'm sorry go ahead i would be i would be (laughs) upset but it would be more so it would be my own kind of like it made me now feel like i'm judging myself now i'm looking at myself like oh my gosh did i betray something and so i lash out that's a lot of times what that reaction is okay okay so that's me being very very honest it's like now i feel oh my gosh this person perceives me a certain way that means other people perceive me a certain way now I'm perceiving myself a certain way and so 
now I have to go into defense mode. I'm upset, you know, right, and so right. that lash out comes out. And that's uh-huh. crazy because in those type of scenarios, I, from my personal experience, it would be like, I see your value. So I'm trying to protect that from niggas who want to take advantage of moments when you may have weakness. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to backlash that to me, now I feel like I can't hold you accountable to what I see you see. So now I'm forced to view you the way that you allow me to view you because when I try to protect your image, you shot me down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm trying to recommend. Grantastic. Oh, go, go ahead. I, I, I'm a little passionate about this one. I would just say, like, it's a fine line because it, it I completely understand your intent and it, yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also that other line of, like, who is to determine the value? And not from a feminist perspective, but it's just right. like women have, from beginning of time are very conditioned to be like, my value lies in what the man thinks. And women are tired of that because it's just like there's been men in, in all of our lives who disappointed us. And so it's just like, I don't know if your intention is coming from a place of ego, if it's really coming from a place of fear, or if it's coming from a real place of love. Right. I don't know so, that. But with that, then, Grantastic Child, man, with that, if you say, okay, forget this nigga's perception, mm-hmm. if you're going by your own perception, mm-hmm. your perception is based upon everything that molded you from your upbringing to your personal past. All that is still subjected to colonization. So when a man who's trying to not be colonized comes and says, cover yourself. And the response is, what is the motive behind him saying that? Is disheartening to a person who genuinely just cares about your well-being, doesn't want anything from you except for I know how society has groomed men to think about women that are beautiful and have bodies. And I'm trying to protect you because we're in public, a bunch of bunch of men I don't know. And you're with me. You're in my company. So anybody with me in my company, I'm held responsible for their safety. Right. No matter what that looks like. Right. The fact that society has us so screwed up that that's the first thought process of, should I say something to her? Or why is he saying that to me? What's the intention behind that? Shows how much we've been placed against each other. And And I'm like, this is not like a new person. And you're saying kind of from a perspective that this is not a new person. Like, I know this person. I'm still having these thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I know that's ahead, 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 ahead. Oh no, that's I was just trying to clarify that because um, I think that's also legit. I, I, I'm gonna throw it back to you real mm-hmm. quick. It didn't mean to cut you off, but legit, I had there was a time where my BC days, right? Like when I was ripping around the streets and stuff. There was a chick that I knew wasn't really like that. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. but like 
wasn't out there like that. Mm-hmm. And same scenarios is why I bring it up. We we chilling in Annapolis Mall, walking around, me and a couple homies and her. But this is the day she decided she wanted to show her tail. And so I see dudes trying to whistle at her, holler at her. So I put my arm around her and I'm like, yo, like you got to cover that. Like, chill out. Like, because you're going to end up, a nigga going to touch you. And I know you. You're not going to like that. Then I'm going to have to put pause on this nigga. Now, I'm going to have to do jail time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to let anybody with me be disrespected, mm-hmm. especially a female. Now, if you a nigga, handle your business. Mm-hmm. But, like, and legit had this chick tell me, you not my man. What do you care for? And walked away. Did you hear that question, though? Why do you care? Right. Now, peep this. I've known that same female since I was eight years old. Eight years old. I remember your first boyfriend, your first kiss. All the nights you cried on my shoulder because niggas was breaking your heart. I remember fighting for you in the streets because niggas did you crud ball. Did you tell her this? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. I didn't say it as nice as I'm saying it now, right, right, but I right. definitely did okay. <laughs> say this. Do you know that later on that night she got raped? Damn. By two Mexicans because she didn't want to get back in my car with me and the homies to take her back home because I didn't have a right to tell her to cover herself. So it leans back to what I was saying. Um, she asked you, why do you care? Mm-hmm. She, I don't know her story. I don't know her background. Right, I don't right, know right, anything right, like right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, you, you, you good. She dead now. Good, oh, so. she's dead. Yeah. Wow. So you can you can talk about. It. I'm I'm gonna just say this like she saw a man. <laughs> sorry, I just I, just, I mean it's, it got heavy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, I took a turn, she she, she she saw a man <laughs> who was telling her what to do and typically and then like you saw people whistling at her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, her yeah, experience yeah. or her with men are kind of like I get uh what do you, what do you call it objectified and I get dictated to. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So it's just like. So that's the lens or the per- that's the, right. perception of. That's what, it. So you can't, okay. you, you got to be open to even that moment. Although your intentions is very good. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a little bit more than, hey, people are whistling at you for her to get it to sink so in. So in that situation, Grant, I'm not ignoring you. I promise you. So in that situation, in that situation, the man still did something wrong. Is what you're saying? You can. That's not what I called it, but no. Ex- explain to me. Help I, me understand what you're saying. Because you are a man. Okay. Because there's conditioning that you receive. There's conditioning yeah. that we receive. Yeah. If it can't, it's gonna take more than just a few words or a few sentences or one time for it to be received differently. Okay. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you didn't do anything wrong, but I, I was didn't say, do enough. That's it. You you have yeah. to you have to give a little bit of compassion in those situations okay. versus taking it personal and getting upset. Yeah, you yeah. have to just like you know women will complain. He doesn't express himself. You start off the conversation by so saying like, "Hey, I've been socialized not to." So I have to 
bring a level of compassion to your personal experience and conditioning. That, that, that's when I said the whole permission thing is not about you tucking your tail. It's about creating a safety zone, and you want to get your message across. So you're not going to get your message across if it's already like this. It's just not going to be received. Okay. So do it for you, not for them. If, But if you're doing it for them, do it for them. Really come in there like, hey, this is not about me. I'm here, okay. to, I'm here to convey a message. So honestly, that's when your ego will go down. And it's not, you're not even thinking of, oh, my tail is tucked between my tail or I'm not a man. You're like, I'm a human trying to really see this person here. That's what you said you wanted. But let's say the roles were reversed. Mm-hmm. Let's say a female was looking out for the best interest of a male. Mm-hmm. And she says, Don't we walk around showing A, B, and C or when you break that Right. Um and the man was to respond in a way where he's like, You ain't my woman, nigga. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go down like that, but okay. Uh, how can is it is it will can in other words, if the roles were reversed, how would you feel? Both sides are gonna get mad, or it depends on the person. But can 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 it not be anger? Can it just be legit hurt? That's exactly what uh, the root of anger is hurt. Really? Yes, that's that's a psychological thing. At the root of anger is hurt. Hurt is actually, I think they say anger is the secondary emotion that you're feeling. You're really feeling hurt. If you think of most of the times when you were angry, it was really rooted in, in pain. You were hurt by it. Oh. Yeah. So even her saying, you're not my man, you might have felt a thing, but you that really hurt your feelings. And it's hard to say it like that, but that's what it that's what it was. And and that's where I say logic has to come in. Like that had nothing to do with you. I didn't get angry with her though. But you you were happy. Hurt. You felt you felt hurt, and you you felt the primary emotion, and that's good that you felt that. But yeah. but after that, were you kind of like on like Shh, all right, or were uh, you like no, I'm still gonna protect her. No, I was still trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. She just ran off and got raped. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, you please don't bring me in on Randolph and got raped. No, no, no. Find another no, segment. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Find no. another segment to bring no, me in this joint. Yeah, please don't. This I do not want this girl. This is the dialogue right. that needs to yeah. Absolutely. happen because you have other influencers out there that are painting a narrative of men and women where it's almost in a sense like there's no hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and that's I'll, the deadly part about it is that there's there's we feel like there's no hope. Yes. Yeah. And and when you feel like that, you start doing desperate things. Right. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what we're starting to see the ramification of just desperate people just trying to find anything that's close to connecting to another human being. Yeah. Um, like even just of like the craziness they're doing with like sex dolls and these bots and stuff like that like people are taking uh, really crazy measures to connect because we feel that there's no hope like at all yeah yeah yeah. even to the point where like we're talking about like the what the Derek jackson or whatever his name is and uh the kevin samuel people those those, especially kevin samuel's platform those women feel as if there is absolutely no hope at all yeah um yeah. And they and that's why and he they're exploits that. and he exploits it and he calls it and that's what is 
crazy about it because it's, he's never not going to have someone call in because we feel in such mm-hmm. great numbers yeah. that there is no hope at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what we got to do, like our self work on ourselves because first of all, we got to understand we feel hurt about what these narratives are being put. I'm glad you said the self work. So where is accountability for women in the scenarios that I just explained? Women do need to be held accountable. Um, and I do think a lot of women are hearing, I mean, you're getting bombarded from your grandma, TV, your man, the music. I think a lot of women are. I don't think today's yeah, don't, generation, not your generation, no, but I, I'm there. Are those like all the grandma, same messages, though? Like, Grandma, like, 35 at this point. Yeah, that's <laughs> what call Grandma is a milk. She's, she's not a cougar. Not she's a milk. Like, what are the, all of these messages, all these outlets are going? Okay, go ahead. I will say that, I will say that women are, women are being held accountable, whether they want to or not. Now, what you're seeing or what you're describing is, some of the women who are like, you know what I'm saying? Like screaming and yelling at you, but they're taking a lot of that messaging, whether they want to or not. And they're proceeding with life with that information. And it's getting younger. This, like this conversation we're having, it sounds like it could be like a 20 year old, whatever. Yeah. I actually seen things of like young girls, right? So same scenario Mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, my mom told me to, you know, put on a bra or something like that because my uncles are coming over, and they're like, nah, you're not going to tell me how to, like, dress my body in front of other men. And that's one thing I kind of want to bring. It's like, See, all I right. Feel, like, I don't feel like that's a now generation thing. I feel like that is the stage. Like, when I was a teenager, I knew everything. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like, yeah. I feel like that's the stage that you're in. I I actually like the generation, by the what is it, the Gen Zs? I like them a little bit more than some of these millennials. Okay. Because I feel like the millennials is who started some of this weird stuff or have really expanded some of the weird stuff we're seeing now. And then you hear some of the younger mm-hmm. folks, like, they got some fight in them. You know what I'm saying? They got some, like, challenge what we've been lied to about. Hold up. We got a caller. Nothing challenge, but without white experience. Which is That's true. That's true. Caller, <laughs> state your name and where you calling from. Yeah, Joe Montana. So... <laughs> I came Joe. here because of the Joe from Joe. Montana. Joe okay. Montana. Joe from Montana. Okay, Joe from Montana. Talk to us. So. Okay. So the title of your show is Can Women Hold, Can Men Hold Women Accountable Without uh, Backlash? I thought that was a pretty interesting question. The general answer would be no, because of any time you want to hold a woman who is acting irresponsible, she's going to threaten or call the cops or be part of the Me Too movement or do some other kind of stupid thing instead of pointing the finger at herself and saying, you know what, maybe my behavior was a little bit out of line and I should uh, I should stop that. So I think as a result, the men in the past few years have uh, become enlightened to that and are letting women know look, you can't just show up and expect me to be your Prince Charming. You've got to bring something to the table. And part of that is you have to be a responsible human being, which means you have to be accountable for your actions. So I think men may be um, maturing a bit 
Joe, when you say men are maturing, what 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 is happening when all of these women that are refusing to be held accountable? What what is the men doing? You're telling women like that, shape up. They give them a few chances, and then they tell them to get lost. So, are you all becoming like asexual now? Or are you are you all just like? I mean, every single woman is not accountable. Like, is is that what what it is? Like, every single time you're getting backlash if you constructively approach a woman that you're dealing with and saying, "Hey, we need to address X, Y, and Z." Well, is that the topic of your show? Is that your theme? That um, the majority of women are like that. I'm sorry, I don't I don't understand the question. Okay, is the theme of your show mm-hmm. pointing out to people that mm-hmm. a certain percentage of women are like that? So my question is, to be more specific and to get into the um, nitty-gritty, what mm-hmm. percentage of women do you think are like that? Um, Let's say, I don't know, half, 50%. You think half of the women in America are um, irresponsible in, I in mean, relationships? You're, I mean, I'm going off of your talking point. You said women can't be held accountable without backlash. I personally don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think it's approached, but I was, I'm trying to understand your own experience and your perspective. If a woman is acting in a way that is irresponsible, then you have to tell her, um, okay, what's bothering you? You try to find out what the major causes are. She may or may not have a, a rational reason. Even if she does, if she continues with that irresponsible behavior, you ask me what should be done. And I said, you gotta, she has to straighten up after a few attempts of trying to find out what's wrong after a few attempts of trying to remedy the situation and if that doesn't work then the man has to go or tell her to get lost so we have to also keep in mind that relationships are a mirror and they're bi-directional so any relationship that you're in is a reflection of your internal struggle so not the person you're in relationship with, but the relationship in general. So if a woman is not listening to the advice that you're giving, it's because some point in your internal struggle, you don't listen to your own advice. Well, that's the secure, securitist argument that doesn't hold water because you're only pointing it at the man. If the man is going to be the mirror of himself, then the woman has to be a mirror of herself. And then if you're going to have two people who are mirrors of themselves, then who do you hold accountable for the bad behavior? But see, but see that, but that kind of response automatically destroys the mirror because you're now looking for someone else to look in the mirror for themselves. The whole point of a relationship being a mirror is for you to look at yourself the reflection of yourself, because at the end of the day, you attract what you actually are. So if a woman is not allowed, if you feel like a woman is not held accountable for her actions, it's because somewhere 
inside your internal fortitude, you have not held yourself accountable. So because alpha males know how to walk into a room, speak to a woman, and that woman submit to them, it's the beta males that have the issues of women backlashing at them. So when I say relationships are a highly reflective mirror, it's because you're still in school when you're in a relationship and the universe is trying to tell you this is what you need to work on within yourself. So if you're not working on yourself and you're constantly looking for what the wrong in someone else is doing, you're constantly going to receive wrong in your relationships. Okay. The way that you made it sound, um, it could be correct at first blush, but you're making it so general it's nonsense. You're giving this holistic new age approach that always somebody. Don't give your opinion. Prove your never point. somebody else. No, no, no. Never no, somebody no. else's fault is always your fault. Because if, if you're in a you relationship, you made a very general. If you're in a relationship, made a very general, vague and type of statement. You allow that treatment because okay. that's what you feel like you deserve in that moment, right? Not necessarily true. I don't know what kind of uh, TV shows you've been watching, but that means that. Every- yeah. All right. Anyway, so okay. as we were saying, um, you don't come on True Radio and and and, and, and disrespect. Uh, I don't even know who that nigga was, but you don't call into True Radio and have that kind of dialogue with us, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Randy Chu, aka, AKA Mr. Chu, on that. We are over time by twenty six minutes. We're going to pick this up part two on next Monday. Tune in Thursday. We're going to have Riza Islam on the show. Until then, we love y'all. Deuces.